We're going to be in Romans 12, verse 3 through 8. All right, it says, verse 3, For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is, it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is to give, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. This is the word of the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then Kenny's going to come up. Lord, we thank you so much uh, that we're able to come here this morning and, and worship you and, um, and do it freely. God, uh, I just ask that you would be here, that we'd sense your presence, Lord, and, and, and I pray that um, you speak through Kenny, that you push him aside and, and just use him as a, a vessel to proclaim your truth, Lord. And we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dale, for reading that scripture for us. Thanks, man. Good morning, everybody, and happy Mother's Day to you. Um, we are so excited that, uh, that all of you are together here with us today, and um, you know, Exodus chapter 20, verses 12, or verse 12, Exodus 20 is where we read the, the Ten Commandments, and uh, verse 12 says, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So all the way back to the Ten Commandments, we have this, this command, this instruction from God that we need to honor our parents. And, uh, you know, there's the first, this is the fifth commandment. The first four all have to do with our relationship with God. And then the first commandment that has to do with our relationship with other people is honor your father and mother, and so today we're honoring our mothers, and our culture sets aside one day um, to honor our moms uh, in particular. And as the church, we observe this day to honor our moms in particular. But um, how many know that one you can't fit it into one day? <laughs> I mean, we got to give some major honor uh, to our moms. Um, yeah. give honor to my mother. I have an amazing mother. She's in Arkansas today. And uh, I mean, I give honor to her for having me. I was, um, even just by birth weight alone, she gets double honor. I was 11 pounds. <laughs> so <laughs> double honor. <laughs> give honor to whom honor is due. Um, but yeah, we can't fit it into one day. We need to live in such a way that honors our moms, um, those who brought us into the world and who sometimes have to remind us that they can also take us out <laughs> if need be, um, those who nurture us, nourish us, teach us. And uh, right here at the beginning of the message, before I 
kind of unpack the scripture that we read that we're speaking from today. I just want to uh, take a few moments to honor uh, uh, moms by reading something um, that a woman named Amy Young wrote that addresses kind of the wide um, continuum of, of mothering. It says this. To those who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate with you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wearing the badges of food stains, we appreciate you. To those who experience loss through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away, we mourn with you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fraught with pokes, prods, tears, and disappointment, we walk with you. Forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make this harder than it is. For those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate with you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance from your children, we sit with you. To those who lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who experience abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge your experience. To those who live through driving tests, medical tests, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who long to be mothering your own children by now, but it hasn't turned out as you hoped, we trust in God's plan with you. To those who step-parent, we walk with you on these complex paths. To those who envision lavishing love on grandchildren, yet that dream is not to be, we grieve with you. To those who will have emptier nests in the upcoming year, we grieve and rejoice with you. <laughs> to those who place children up for adoption, we commend you for your selflessness and remember how you hold that child in your heart. And to those who are pregnant with new life, both Expected and surprising, uh, we anticipate with you. This Mother's Day, we walk with you. And not only us, but more importantly, Jesus sees you. Jesus is walking with you. Mothering is not for the faint of heart, and we have real warriors in our midst. We honor you. Before I go any further, can we just give another round of applause to all our moms? Amen. That's about a whole sermon right there. Um, the passage that we're reading today is not direct, addressly, uh, um, not directed um, or addressing motherhood um, directly. Um, but I do think that the principles that we find in this passage in Romans 12 um, speak to some of the issues that moms face. And, and speak to the issues that all of us um, face. Um, and so I want to look at that passage um, and just kind of go through it together with you and, and to make three um, brief encouraging points um, as we read along. Is that all right? Yeah. So Romans 12, if you have a Bible, turn there. We'll have it on the screen behind us. If you want a Bible, you can take one of these. 
um, as a gift today, our gift to you. Romans 12, verse 3. And just a little bit of the backstory where we are. We're starting near the end of this letter. Paul the Apostle has written this letter to the the church in Rome. And he is, um, it's some of the most theologically deep, beautiful writing in the world. And he is explaining, hey, this is what it means when we say that Jesus died for you. This is what it means when we say that Jesus rose again for you. This is what new life is. This is what, how you've been set free. And kind of explaining it all theologically, and it's, some of it's really hard to understand. But then at the beginning of chapter 12, he takes, a, he takes a hard right. He pivots, and he says, you know what? All these things I'm explaining, and now he begins to apply it. This is how you live it. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is how it should hit your heart. This is what this good news um, does to you. And so we come in at verse 3, and it says this, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So first point is be humble. Don't think of yourself higher than you ought. This is a great first point to, uh, to Mother's Day, right? <laughs> Uh, no, it doesn't really make sense. It will make sense, I promise. Um, but he, the, first, the first thing that he's saying in this verse is, don't think of yourselves higher than you ought to. Think of yourselves with sober judgment. Goes on, makes an analogy in verse 4. Says, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So um, how many bodies, if you're here today, how many bodies do you have? Okay, yes. Okay, good. Good, good job. I actually didn't know how that was going to turn out. I don't know, but um, we got this. All right, you have one body, but how many body parts do you have? Many, yes, a lot. I, I don't know the exact number. Is there an exact number? I don't know. It depends on how you define that. But many, many members, one body, and do all the members have the same function or not? No, okay, this is great. You guys are... Passing with flying colors. All right, so there's the analogy, but then in the next verse, he ties it in, and, and, he, and he's, he, gets, he gets, after what, um, gets after what he's meaning. He says, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So the scriptures here say that if you're in Christ, if you're here today and your faith is in Jesus, if, you're, if your hope is in him for salvation, if you've turned from your sins and you are following hard after Jesus, if you're here today in his grace, that you are part of the one body of Christ. So you're, you're not the body of Christ. I'm not the body of Christ, but you're part of it. You're a member of the body, and I'm a member of the body, and not all the members have the same function. Can I get an amen? Next verse. Each member belongs to the other. Verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. It is, if it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, Do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it 
cheerfully. Here's my first of three points today. First one is this. You don't have all the gifts. You're laughing like you don't believe me. I'm, I'm being serious. That's the first point, for real. You don't have all the gifts. Let's just say it all together. Here we go. You don't have all the gifts. Amen. Um, let me tell you guys a little story of when I was reading this. So this, this was in our, our CBR, our community Bible reading passage, a, few, a month or two ago. And I read it, and I was reading along, and I saw that, that, that verse where we started, verse 3. You know, don't think of yourself higher than you ought. And I thought, okay, be humble. I get it. Don't be conceited. Don't be full of yourself. I mean, that's normally what I see when I read those passages. And you're like, okay, don't be humble. Got it. Well, first off, if, if, you're, if someone says don't be humble and you're like, yeah, I'm really humble, that's your first mistake, right? Uh, yeah, I'm so humble. <laughs> I got it. But um, then as I began to read, I, I began to see he's not just throwing out a random instruction not to be humble. It actually ties together with the rest of what he said. Because don't be humble. Then he talks about spiritual gifts that, you, um, that we have as the body of Christ. And, you know, the thing about the gifts that are listed in this, in this passage of Scripture is that um, most of them are pretty everyday things. You know, the, the first one is prophesying. So that's the one that's probably the most, like, supernatural, that takes the most faith that we Maybe the mo- like most of us are a little uncomfortable with, what does that quite mean? And that's kind of debated. But, you know, it, prophesying is another way of saying speaking, the, speaking God's truth to a situation boldly and with clarity, right? And, and it happens through faith. But that's, that's the one among the others that they all seem pretty normal every day. You, you, let me put it this way. You would expect a Christian to do all those things. I mean, how many of you would expect a Christian to show mercy? Yeah, okay, that's, well, that's a gift. <laughs> How many of you would expect um, sometimes that a Christian should serve? <laughs> okay, right? And uh, so there's these normal gifts, show, show, um, show mercy. Christians should show mercy, right? I didn't think that was a special spiritual gift, but it can be, right? So I'm like, okay. These are kind of normal everyday gifts, and actually, you don't even necessarily have to be a Christian to do most of those. You could give to someone. You could show mercy. You can teach when someone needs to be taught. But what I realized when I was reading this passage, and I talked to a few of you about it after it happened, was was this. I was expecting myself to have all of those gifts. And I was expecting myself to have all those gifts, if we get more specific, related to ministry in the church. Saying, you know what, if there's going to be a servant, I need to be the servant. I need to be the one who has that gift. And if there's going to be someone who's giving generously, I need to be the one who has that gift. And if there's going to be someone who's showing mercy, if there's going to be someone who's leading, I have to be the leader. I have to have all those gifts. And what I... you know what that is? That's thinking of myself higher than I ought. It's easy to do because they're everyday things. They're things that each one of us as Christians should do from time to time. Hopefully you're, you show mercy. <laughs> Hopefully you're good at it. <laughs> Hopefully you give. If you're a Christian, 
But there can be this undue expectation to say, I need to be able to have all the gifts and they all need to be functioning at 100% all of the time. And, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit just used this to be like, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Like, you're thinking of yourself higher than you ought. I almost called this point, show me your perfectionism and I'll show you your pride. But I felt like that was too harsh to lead off with on Mother's Day. <laughs> but now that we know each other. We're... But that's how the Holy Spirit was speaking to me through this passage and showing me that it wasn't a random command to be humble. It was when you think of your gifts and how God shaped you for the body and that all the things that you have to do, moms, all the hats that you have to wear. Are you thinking that you have to be 100% at everything all the time? And if so, can I suggest that that might be a form of pride that you need to let go? Because think about it. What does it do if we're thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought? It is crushing. You can hold it up for a day or two, but it is crushing. If you have that expectation on yourself, you feel crushed, you feel less than, you feel inadequate, you feel like, I can't do this, you feel not enough, or you think of the people in your life, and, and this is uh, everyone, not just moms, but you think of the people in your life, and you think, you know what, everything that is going to happen to them depends on me, and it's all sitting squarely on my shoulders, and I need to say exactly the right thing because their salvation itself is, I'm, I'm, I'm carrying that for myself. Might I suggest you, you might be thinking of yourself higher than you ought because you don't have all the gifts. But I'm, I'm hoping that you're going to hear this as good news. <laughs> Not trying to just you know, slap your ego around on a Sunday morning. Because when we remember that we don't have all the gifts, when we remember that you're not called to be perfect in every single way, that is liberating. That is freeing. You mean God created me in a certain way for the task that he wants me to accomplish and for the people he wants me to bless? That is liberating. To make an, an analogy, if you are, um, you know, the Padres are playing baseball again. No fans. Okay. There we go. I thought we'd have at least a couple fans. I know somebody went to a game last night, but uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, baseball example. If you're the pitcher, you better not be trying to play first base half the game because there's a first baseman, <laughs> and you need to be doing your job from your location, right? If you're playing second base, you don't need to be, every time there's a pop fly, you don't need to run out to the outfield <laughs> where the outfielders are. No, because there's a, there's a position that you have that you've been trained for that you need to fulfill and that the rest of the team needs you to fulfill if we're going to function properly. And, and in some ways, that's the same way that Paul is saying here. We have one body with many members, and not all the members had the same function. But, but all the members belong to each other. Saying there's a difference between a kneecap 
and a nose. And if you're trying to smell with your kneecap, this is awkward. <laughs> it's, I don't even want to know what sneezes look like if you're trying to do that. It, do, it doesn't make sense. And I think a telltale sign of what if we are falling into this trap of, of thinking higher than of ourselves than we ought, um, a telltale sign of that is comparisons. It's when we're comparing um, ourselves to each other, when we're thinking, you know, I see what they're doing. Oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do this with my kids, or I shouldn't do this with my kids, or I should do this with, at my work, or I shouldn't do this with my work. And, you know, maybe you just need to hear what one of my good friends says, don't let other people should on you. Don't should on yourself. Did I say that right? Okay, good. Hey. So, that was a little close. Um, <laughs> we can go back and edit that. Right? No, but when you realize you don't have to have all the gifts because God didn't create you to have all the gifts at all the time, you're going to go from being crushed and feeling not enough to being encouraged and to realizing, oh, God has given me gifts, which is the next point. Are you ready for that? Next point is this. You do have gifts. <laughs> See? I told you it'd be encouraging. You do have gifts. You don't have all the gifts, but you do have gifts. Verse 4, he said, um, uh, we're, um, all the members don't have the same function. In verse 5, he said that all the members belong to the others. And in verse 6, he just says it flat out. We have different gifts. Amen. If you're here and you're in Christ, did you know that the Holy Spirit has given you spiritual gifts? And the list we read today, this is an example. This is not an exhaustive list. There are other lists in the scriptures that give us other ideas of that. I'm not here to teach a whole uh, a thing on spiritual gifts today, but I just want to remind you, you have gifts that God has given you. And, and God has given you the gifts he's given you because he's called you to be you. God hasn't called you to be someone else. Moms, God hasn't called you to be the mom for someone else. He's called you to be exactly the mom that your kids need. And he's given you the gifts to be that gift to your kids and to the others in your life. Amen? God has called you to serve in the way that you're shaped, in the way that he has shaped you. I think the heart of this point, what I'm really trying to get at is just to remind you, and I hope you hear me, God has a purpose and a plan for you. He hasn't forgotten about you. Get the amen corner right here. He's feeling it. Amen, brother. Brother Jace, God has a purpose and a plan for you. You do belong in the body of Christ. You do have a function in the body of Christ. You are needed. We need you. And you are a gift. Not only has God given you gifts, he's given you gifts so that you can be a gift to the people of God, to the people in your family to the people that you work with and that you go to school with. 
Amen? We need you. The body needs you. This part of the body of Christ needs you to serve. Amen. To serve in the way that you are shaped. And I love how Paul just lays it out there and gets super repetitive with it. Because <laughs> we need to hear it. But, but here's the thing. If you're here today and your gift is encouragement, if you speak an encouraging word to people and they just light up or they break down into tears, I don't know, whichever way, but if, if they are encouraged and other people see it around and like, man, God was moving through that, you know what we need? We need you to do that with as much faith as you have. And to not worry if you're not perfect in every single other area. If, you're, if your gift is showing mercy, and if you are just so in tune to the mercy that God has shown you time and time again, that when you talk to someone else in your life who needs mercy and needs to hear it, and you just know it, and you speak some words to them, and they, they can get a glimpse of the Father's heart of love for them, you know what we need you to do? We need you to do that. We need you to show mercy. We need you to, to serve the rest of the body, to, to do that function that God created you and shaped you for uniquely. Amen? And then the scripture, like I said, repeats it because we need to hear it. If it's teaching, we need you to teach. If it's leading, we need you to lead. If it's giving generously, we need you to give generously. If it's prophesying, we need you to prophesy. Might have scared some of y'all, but argue with the book, all right? <laughs> the body belongs all to one another, and we need you. And when you realize the first point that you don't have all the gifts, but you realize the second point that you do have some gifts, then you're able to serve with humility. All of a sudden, you're not crushed feeling this pressure to be every, everything to everyone, but you are realizing, you know what? God shaped me for a few things, and if I do those things, it's going to bless other people. And you know what else you're doing? You're making room in your life to be blessed by others in the body. You know, Because when, you, when you're living under that pressure, that pride of thinking, I need to have all the gifts, you know what you're not doing? You're not making room for anyone else to bless you. Preaching to myself here. So, if some, well, just reminding you, I'm preaching to myself. I'm not coming down at you. We're able to serve with humility and to be served by others when we realize that we do have gifts. And then, thirdly, gifts are given by grace. Gifts are given. By grace. All this that we're talking about, the unique way that God has shaped you as a Christian, the unique way that God has shaped you moms that are here today, the unique gifts that he has given you. See, verse 6 says, we have different gifts according to what? According to the grace given to each of us. And for each of those gifts, it says, if you're going to, if you're going to Use that gift. If you're going to do the thing you're gifted in, you need to do it according to the faith that God has given you. Here's what I'm getting at. It's all a gift. 
these gifts that we're talking about, the way that God has shaped you, it, gifts are not earned and they're not owned. You, you didn't do anything to earn it. You couldn't deserve the gift that God has given you. And when he gives it to you, you don't own it for your own possession. It's to steward for the good of others. Amen. So they're not earned or they're owned. They're received by grace through faith. They're given by grace and received by faith. We got some woos. <laughs> Woo. Grace is often defined as this, unmerited favor. Favor that God has shown us. Kindness and love that God has made us the object of. Perfect divine love and grace that he has pointed to us that is unmerited. We cannot do anything to merit it, to earn it, to deserve it. And we can't do anything to repay it. It's just unmerited favor. All we can do is receive it. And that's what's at the heart of the gospel. That's what we preach every week. That's what we talk about. If you're here and you're not a believer, that's here what we talk about when we say that Jesus died for our sins. Died to, to free us and set us free and forgive us of our sin and our guilt and our shame. And he rose again to give us new life. There's a verse that speaks to it just so clearly that I want to read as we're coming to a close here. Romans 5, verses 6 through 8. Romans 5, verses 6 through 8, and I, th I think we have it here. It says this, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God... You know, it, we, we think it's amazing, and it is amazing, when someone will die for someone else. That's an expression of love. And they're saying, you know, usually when you see that, it's very rare, but someone might die for a righteous person or maybe for a good person, but here's our God. This is what God does. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That at the heart of this Christian message is, I don't deserve it. I could never earn it, and I'll never be able to repay it. But God has shown me grace. The one who never sinned died for all my sins. And he was buried so that my old self and my old ways could be buried. And he rose again so that I could have new life. It's all a gift of grace. And when you remember that, you remember that even the gifts that he's given you and the ways that he has shaped you and the way that he wants to move through you is grace. It's not something that you earn. It's not something that you own. It's not something ultimately that depends on you. It's not even something that you fully carry. He carries the weight of it and, and we get to be part of it for the good of the body of Christ for the good of building up other people. Amen? So when you realize that you don't have all the gifts, instead of being crushed by this pressure, you're going to be liberated and set free. And I, I challenge you today, if, if you resonated with that, with, if you resonated with what I was sharing, 
with that kind of like slow realization of my own pride. (laughs) Would you just listen to the Holy Spirit as he speaks that over you today and know that he's not doing that to shame you, but he's doing that to set you free? He's doing that to help you actually follow him? Instead of being crushed, you're going to be liberated. And when you believe and when you remember that you do have gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit, then you're going to be free to serve in the way that God has shaped you. You're not going to have that constant comparison of shooting going on. Others are going to be blessed by your gifts, and you're going to have room in your life to be blessed by the gifts of other people in the body. How many know we need that? I need, I need that. And when you remember it's all by God's grace, you won't think too highly of yourself, but you'll, you'll see yourself with sober judgment according with the faith that God has given you. So I want to remind you today, you don't have all the gifts. You do have gifts. And the gifts that God's given you are by his grace. Amen? I'm going to say a word of prayer as we close. Father, we just thank you so much. Thank you for this special day that we could come together as your church. God, I thank you for every uh, visitor and guest that's here. Um, Lord, I thank you for uh, every uh, member that's here, every, every part of this body, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this message of encouragement and strength, God. Whenever you confront, confront us or convict us, it's to heal us, God. It's to set us free. God, I pray that if there are those here today that need to be reminded, hey, you might be thinking of yourself too highly. God, I pray that they would receive that and confess that and receive healing today. And Lord, I pray if there are some here who don't even remember that that you have given them gifts, that you have shaped them in a unique way for your purposes and for your plan. God, I pray that they would be encouraged by the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray that every one of us would be reminded that this is by your grace, God. And that when we leave today, God, that we would be reminded of the purposes for which you have shaped us and you have made us, God. That we would be a blessing to each other. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We pray all these things, Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen.